0: good afternoon good evening to you sirs and madams this is the material podcast episode number 220 we are recording this on uh september 11th 2019 i am your host florence ion and i am joined by the absolutely lovely andy anaco hello andy you
1: Can, I, although I'm, I'm, uh, I didn't realize that there was this job in uh, British Parliament called, and your title is Black Rod, and you'll be referred to as Black Rod. Now, all I want is to be Black Rod, and I want, and I want to have like the ebony staff, and I want to have like the outfit with the ruffles and everything because that seems like the coolest job ever. So, did you
0: did you watch Joan Oliver this week? Because it was about British Parliament. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, you did watch it. So then you did you did see the footage of British Parliament, which is just absolutely theatrical, I think, compared to <laughs> what the U.S. government has going on. Anyway, uh, also John Oliver had mentioned that back in the day the U.S. government, Congress used to beat each other with sticks, which is just yes, exactly. a we- metaphor, just quite a metaphor. Uh, anyway, today's episode is in shout-out, to southeastern and central Ohio, two twenty area code. That is an interesting one. I don't think I've ever received a phone call from that area code. I
1: I had to. I knew that there was no such area code, but because we're journalists, I had to Google it and just see what's area code two twenty. And- can you?
0: I would Please? be yeah, exactly,
1: and so my God, there is an area code two twenty, uh, and no less an authority than Wikipedia explains that uh, <laughs> that on uh, November seventh, twenty thirteen, it was announced that the seven four zero area code would run run out of numbers sometime in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. The Public Utilities Commission of Ohio chose to remedy the situation by implementing an overlay with area code two twenty, effective April twenty second, twenty fifteen. Tidbit, this requires all calls within the numbering plan area to be dialed using the full 10 digit telephone number.
0: I believe that's happening to us, right? I think San Francisco is getting another phone number because they ran out of (laughs) 415s. So there's, or some other Bay Area place. And it's just where we are regressing back to the days of 10 digit phone numbers. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep. No, nope. yeah, I, I, I live in a very, 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 very old town as in founded in the 1600s. And there are some businesses where you'll see like just the old sign will simply say, just call us at any time at 444-8121. Like, oh, but what area code is that? It's the area code. Well, what, what do we need an area code for? It's just, yeah. So, oh, children, you don't understand what this is about.
0: Listen, in the Bay Area, we take, we we take area codes very seriously. Like I am holding on to my five one zero East Bay area code for as long as I live. I'm not getting rid of it, even though I don't live in that area code anymore. Yep.
1: Nope, nope. Again, I, I will have I, my my <laughs> I first I, I got my my cell phone before even uh, Massachusetts was split into six one seven and uh, seven eight one. So this was so, and I have moved outside of the Boston calling area, but I will be if if there is. Any money that I'm making any month of my life, the first like $30 is going to be put always for the rest of my life towards whatever the minimum calling plan is to make sure I I retain that 617 area code.
0: Perfect. Mm. Uh, we are getting some lovely listener feedback on our area code celebrations, which I'm, I'm happy about. I'm because, happy that people appreciate uh, this, yes. Yes. And, you know, Andy is doing the work of doing the research, uh, putting his journalistic skills to use here. And so I guess we had some feedback from Area Code 219, which was the last episode, from Northwest Indiana from a C.A. Miller. Uh, They wrote in, thanks for the shout out to Northwest Indiana. I no longer live there. I'm halfway between that area and the UP. Upper Peninsula, Michigan,
1: yes. Thank you.
0: (laughs) the UP, the Upper Peninsula, you seem to wonder what the inhabitants of Northwest Indiana are called. The Northwest Indiana area is called The Region, and its inhabitants are Region Rats. So last week's episode uh, here too goes out to The Region Rats. I wonder what the 220 folks are referred to. If anybody out there is listening in that area code, please write us, tweet us, we're available. I'm
1: also. I'm also. I uh, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad you are you enjoyed it, C. A. Miller. Uh, but as somebody who left that left the region known as the region, perhaps you call them region rats because maybe you left because you have nothing but contempt for these people. And this is like you you're using what like the people in like the next town over used to dismiss dismissively call these people. But I I will believe you. Thank you to everyone in the region. It's
0: um. Rats are incredibly intelligent, by the way, which is a thing my husband constantly reminds me of. He always reminds me, don't forget, I had them as pets when I was a kid. (laughs) So maybe it's because the region, they're just really smart rodents.
1: There you go. Patton Oswalt Mm -hmm. played played, uh, uh, Remy the rat in a Pixar movie.
0: I forget that he was the voice behind that. And gosh, that movie was so good. I cried. But I cried every Pixar movie because... It's a, it's, a formula, it's a formulaic thing. The only one I didn't cry out was Incredibles 2. That one did not – yeah. Anyway, uh, we also got some listener feedback on my Android Auto commentary of last week, which is fair. I appreciate that we incite enough, uh, I guess, that our conversations are uh, interesting enough that we are inciting commentary. So this one's from Kenpo B on Twitter, uh, and I did see this one because I was tagged. So I have to disagree with at Oh That Flow. The new Android Auto is a big UI improvement, at least with the touchscreen. I use it every day and in two vacation car rentals this year. It does limit you at times for safety, voice or pulling the emergency brake at a stop is the workaround. So I think I. You know, I have been thinking a lot about this because uh, Android Auto is a big part of my life. I use it on the phone, and there have been rumblings now of recent days that Android for phone screen, Android Auto for phone screens, is a thing that's coming out. It was supposed to be the version that Google was showing off at Google I/O this year, and apparently, it's a, it's supposed to be like a stopgap measure to help people transitioning over. And apparently the Android Auto standalone app is not supposed to work on the phone yet or anymore, but it is working. I used it just yesterday, so I don't know. There's a lot of weirdness in this area right now, but I appreciate those of you writing in about Android Auto who are using it, especially with a uh, installed head unit in your car. It's, you know, that's an experience I don't have. My car is 11 years old. I'm hoping to keep it for a couple more years. So whatever I can do with add-ons for the time being to get, you know, maps and voice control for music in my car is, that's kind of where I'm at right now. What dongles can I buy? What... Fifteen dollar stick-on windshield holsters. Can I buy to kind of like make that <laughs> experience for myself? Which I have to say is quite wonderful that you can do that in this day and age.
1: Yes. No, I still i uh, i don't have a I don't have a car anymore, but I still have a, a, God a, bless you. A, I have an enduring love for the uh, for the for the products of the Ram Mount Corporation yes. uh, because I found it's just you. It's for basically mounting. Anything, including a phone to anything else, but especially they're very adept at figuring at helping you mount a phone to a inside of a car because this is what, like, the cops and the state police use to, like, put laptops on the dashboard. And, yeah, so. And I, I'm, I'm,
0: insurance I'm, agents <laughs> yes. for those adjustment claims they got to do on the go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of them even have printers in the car. To this day. So if you need se- if you need something printed out, think who do I know who is an insurance adjuster? And then call them up and be like, yo, I need to print out a term paper. <laughs> just just say. Um, Andy, do you wanna kick us off for uh, this week's Gimpy Gimpy Bush experiment update? Because you know, I, I've been trying myself with the 90210 references to yeah. get us there on the map. <laughs>
1: That's yeah, see, the the idea – and <laughs> and again, if you've just joined us, this is our attempt to see if uh, Google Podcast Search will find our – will return our podcast. Yeah, we're um, doing for this the, for the a, a reason. Yeah, and yes. now I was pretty excited because normally I do the Google Search podcasts about the Gimpy Gimpy Just before we record, I did it uh, while I was at Starbucks – uh, on my Chromebook at around noon or one and it returned uh i'm not kidding here it's i probably still have a screenshot like on my Chromebook back at uh, somewhere else but it returned like nine results. Each one was an episode of the Material Podcast. Like so, the search results were the last like n- four, five, six episodes of Material Podcast and nothing else. And I was wow, wow, hi, welcome. I'm about to like, and so as I was setting up to record right now, I was about to tweet out. Oh, let's. Just, I, I don't know if that was influenced by my own browser settings and my own. Oh well, this. I'm logged in as an at-go. I've clearly. Bef- been doing i keep opening documents called material podcast perhaps it's figured out that i'm interested in the material podcast i'll tweet out hey everybody to do this uh, google search and tell me what you get back and i did but then i did it on my own uh macbook pro here uh not connected to google starbucks Mm wi-fi and got the same results we've been getting like every single week just a handful of. I don't want to say lesser podcasts, but podcasts that do not have the weekly commitment to talking about the gimpy gimpy tree or at least (laughs) inserting that phrase into every podcast. And I was – I had dared to dream that uh, either A, the natural search rankings had decided that, oh, well, this is a hotbed of discussion on the gimpy gimpy tree. We definitely need to steer people towards this podcast. Or that one of our listeners who works inside Google thought, hey, let's give Andy and Flo a little bit of a thrill. Let's just sort of, you know, like stick a penny in the fuse box of the search and make sure that anytime that that particular phrase is plugged in, it's just nothing but like three cherries, three cherries, three cherries, jackpot. So, OK, so I guess it was just uh, the just the Chromebook. So for Chromebook users, Chromebook users are going to be st- steered directly towards this podcast. Um so okay, so I, I I'm not disappointed that I I feel that I that I've been let down when I double check this. I'm merely grateful that I had the opportunity to feel such excitement when I got that false positive.
0: <laughs> Good job, Andy. Hey, you know what? It, we've been doing the work here, and I'm glad to see it's kind of paying <laughs> off. Maybe really, this has just been a weeks long experiment in figuring out how to game the system of Google's broadcast search engine. Uh which you know what? Anything, anything for the views, that's what I say. Okay. There you
1: go. We got we you know, we, we both gotta buy a whole bunch of phones in the next uh, six months. We gotta pay for them somehow if it's if we can get uh, it. Through I'm putting s- the burden <laughs> on you
0: this this next round, actually, just so everybody knows that's I'm alleviating myself of I did say I would pass the baton over to Andy to, <laughs> to take on the burden. Uh, you know, because I got some stuff coming up that I need to pay for. <laughs> yeah,
1: so. there's, some, there's some expensive that have, that have popped up. And yes, and also you, you've you done your duty for uh, God, Google and country with all the money that you spent on
0: <laughs> getting Google. a
1: working Three. Pixel 3, I suppose. So
0: I just, I, you know, we should sell that as a T-shirt. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, before we actually uh, head into our first ad. I just want to, I just want to talk a little bit about what relay FM is doing this month. This is the month of September. And I don't know if y'all were aware, but September is actually childhood cancer awareness month this month. All of us at relay FM, uh, the hosts, your favorite podcasters, we're all banding together to raise money for the kids of St. Jude's children's research hospital where families can go, uh, receive care and then never receive a bill for anything. It's truly quite wondrous. Uh, Especially, you know, healthcare costs are a lot, Um, especially in uh, the USFA, and making sure that kids get the care they need is important. You know, each year between 180,000 and 240,000 kids are diagnosed with cancer worldwide. And so St. Jude won't stop until no child dies from cancer. If this is something that you, you know, you think you can help us out with, uh, you want to donate, you know, be a part of this month fundraiser that we're doing, you can actually go to stjew.org material. So that's our, uh, that's our link from us and you can go, uh, donate however much you can, however much, uh, you can spare. It's just stjew.org material. And we thank you guys for the time and space to kind of share this note. You know, Relay FM, we're a big family here. Uh, most of us most of us congregate through the internet, but, you know, the internet is where we all socialize anyway. So we've become a huge <laughs> – we've become a close family through this. And so this is kind of one of the things where we really, you know, band together and it's um, – it's truly a privilege to be able to do this fundraiser. So if you guys can help, you know, we appreciate it. And thanks for listening every week. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. And now we're going to do an ad. (laughs) So stay tuned.
1: This episode is brought to you by Linode with Linode. You can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud. And you can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. Linux has hundreds of thousands of customers, and they're all looked after by their incredible 24-7 support team. If you ever run into any problems, just drop them an email, give them a call, or just chat over IRC in the Linode community if that's easier. Whatever suits you best. Oh, and they have some super useful guides and support documentation. So if you just need to quickly look something up, you can. Their new management panel is now in beta at cloud.linode.com. This new management console is a single page application build using the cutting edge React JS stack and is backed entirely by our public API and it's open source. Plus, they feature two factor authentication to keep you and all your data safe and secure. Linode has pricing options to suit everyone. Their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for just $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. And Linode have a special offer for you. As a listener of this show, you can go to linode.com material and use promo code material2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that is 4 free months, and with a 7-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Give Linode a try today. That's linode.com material and promo code material2019 to learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM.
0: So Andy had written. Andy always writes the week's notes because he's great (laughs) and he does that. Thank you, Andy, for doing that every week. Um, You're great. Thank you, Phil. You're 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 regularly awesome. (laughs) Well, regularly (laughs) awesome. (laughs) uh on a regular schedule sometimes no just kidding uh so you you might not like me after this so i changed your headline <laughs> because we so andy divvies things up by acts that's how we do our show notes which i think is a great way to do that and you had originally just written a nice plain and simple like apple yeah
1: i forgot what i had to apple go to the event. version but it
0: was like apple the, the September
1: the september 10th apple event
0: Yes. I changed it to how Apple plans to subvert Google because I felt that this being the material podcast being that, you know, we are very Google centric and we, I, I feel like when people tune in, they know that we have a, a <laughs> bit of a bias. <laughs> I'm not supposed to say bias in the same, uh, like canon as journalists, but you know what? This is 2019 and you all know what I mean by that. Uh, so, but the reason that we have to talk about Apple when we talk about Google is because, uh, what is it, Andy? It's Fang. Fang is like the the tech, you know, the big like tech companies that are ruling over our time. Oh, it's Facebook, Apple, <laughs> Netflix, Facebook, Apple, Google. Net- okay. Netflix, Google are in there. No, Facebook, okay. Apple, Amazon, Netflix, thought, Google. I, it's I, Fang. Thought were,
1: A, I thought you were going for Fang Shui. <laughs> Uh, and B, for mm-hmm. heaven's sakes, Disney has to be in there somewhere because there is no piece of intellectual property that has not been pried up from its floorboards, smuggled smuggled under a bale of hay into this country, and then made part of Disney.
0: I but they're not a tech company. Although technically, they I mean they own Hulu. So and yeah, they own. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. anyway, yes. we that's another <laughs> podcast episode because it really. Ooh, we could go dig into that one. Okay, so Apple had an event yesterday, which to be honest, I don't I didn't tune in. <laughs> because I have lovely people like you, Andy, and the rest of my colleagues who sum up the stuff for me and I want to <laughs> give you the hits. So I wait until you put up your your summaries and your podcasts and the things that you think before I dive into any of this news. And so let's dive into just a little bit and kind of talk about how it's going to affect the market as a whole for us as consumers.
1: Yeah, and, and some things that kind of throw Google's successes and progress into relief, again, not, not feng shui, but uh, yin yang, they're not uh, not opposing forces, but forces that define each other. For instance, like the yin yang symbol of black and white, you have the yin yang symbol of uh, the Apple Watch representing light, goodness, quality, utility, desirability, with the really greenish, sluggish pit of suck that is uh Wear OS. Uh, uh so that's what see, these are things that were occurring to me as I was watching. Uh, <laughs> they when uh, Apple uh, showed off the brand new Series 5 Apple Watch. Of course, they, they they did a few big quick hits about hey here's some new features, but of course we have a special video. It's it's our the Apple Watch has changed lives, and we have this special video we'd like to play for show you right now. And it was all you know. this well, I'm then then uh, I, my doctor said that if I hadn't come right into the hospital after I saw the Apple Watch gave me the ping, I'd be dead right now. And I and then I called my I I called out to my to my husband right there in the house and saying that the uh, pulse rate 220 honey we're going to the hospital right now and as soon as the doctor saw me and got, got, put me on the monitors we had i had an emergency c-section and where we got a healthy baby because of it and- uh um, my i'm slightly i'm I'm a, I'm a student high schooler and i'm slightly on the autism spectrum and the apple watch helps me to well, be do cross-country without the distraction of just like oh God and and so what what is what is the what is the what is the corresponding ad for Wear OS? It's like look, uh, my my watch has a, a kitty, and then when uh, it's like goes to when the the watch is dimmed, the kitty is like now a sleeping kitty in black and white, and so. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. no, it it's, won't, it won't anything to save. <laughs> it doesn't do anything to save my life, and it's actually not terribly used. Really, it's just, uh, the if, if I could get the Sleeping Kitty watch dial on the Apple Watch, I'd be an Apple Watch owner, but it's not available.
0: This well, you can get a Mickey Mouse dial, which Wear OS doesn't have. I mean, look
1: yeah. at my Mickey
0: Mouse watch. Uh, by the way, it's worth noting that there were actually some Wear OS watches, which I didn't know about, just as an aside. There were some new Wear OS watches announced at IFA which has been going on in Berlin uh, over the last week from the Fossil Group, which, for those who remember, kind of took over some of the Wear OS operations, or at least it kind of took over the IP and was like, hey, we're going to own this. Uh, we're going to we're gonna build out the device library for Wear OS. And so a lot of the brands coming out with watches are brands like Armani and Fossil and Michael, Michael Kors. Kors. So they're yeah. all decidedly very fashionable, which is not a similar marketing story to what Apple has been able to do with the Apple Watch. And I do give Apple kudos for knowing where its marketing strengths lie with its product because I mean Google does the same thing with Assistant. It's not doing the same thing with Wear OS because Wear OS hasn't like it hasn't been in in there hasn't been that conversation around it the the way that there has been around the Apple Watch. Yeah. Like but we've talked about the assistant in certain ways about like how it's helped us. I mean, Google talks, when you go to Google, I I remember they do all those videos about like, this is how assistant, you know, this is how translation has helped uh, this person like do this. And this is how this assistant feature helped this person learn how to read. And, um, and so it makes sense that Apple would do that at its keynote, but it also makes us Android folks just feel really like, Like, I am missing out on something that I want because, like, I don't want a Fitbit. I want something in my ecosystem, which is Google. And what I have right now is the Samsung Watch, which is great and is fulfilling my needs as far as fitness and tracking and, you know, making sure my heart rate is is stable when um, I'm exercising. But, you know, it's not Wear OS. It's not the same ecosystem. It's
1: and and it's and it's like they it's like apple was kind of like doing donuts in the infield track and spraying mud all over google's android wear or Wear OS because so not so now they've on, on the uh, series five now it has the always on display which is the only feature that Apple Watch owners have ever envied my Moto 360 version two or any other Android well it's I hate I hate like when I'm in a meeting that I can't just sort of side eye my watch and find out what time it is without having to light up the screen uh, and now so and and the and the other sort of kick in the pants is uh, they have they're keeping the series three uh, on the price list and they've dropped the price to, all the way down to two hundred dollars so for less than almost less than most Android wear watches you could have an apple <laughs> an Apple watch and i I gotta tell you if I, I you know I, I have a I have old iPhones. That uh, that I could use to pair to a brand new Apple Watch, and then it's independent enough that I then don't really have to deal with uh, that phone ever again. And for two hundred bucks, that would be the uh, who would not who would not want it. So it's really I, I I'm glad that you pointed out uh, the the assistant because I think that the 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 yin the yin yang relationship in the broader sense is that as uh apple watch is to wear os the google assistant is to siri uh in the mm-hmm. same way because this is as as much as we're like tearing and rending our garments and wailing into the winds about how how much how bad our wearable is and how much we wish we could get an apple watch that's the same thing where i, I would like to have a smart assistant that doesn't just google things for me I think I think that Apple is capable of creating an assistant that creates answers. I didn't. They Apple actually had some had some news on their own smart speaker, their own Siri powered smart speaker, and they added a couple features. But now can the HomePod, act- right? Right, exactly the HomePod. And they can respond to different people and recognize different people, and that's really the only big thing they had to say about it. So of course they didn't mention it during the keynote. Whereas, as you say. During the Google IO keynote, they will be, and probably during the, the. Uh, probably during the next uh, Google Pixel uh, rollout keynote, they will be not only showing off wonderful new assistant features that, for the time being, are only going to be active on the Pixel, but also will have the video. Uh, and I and because you know I've been uh, I've ever since my fall I've been housebound, but I find that I can have conversations with my friends and my family all over the world just by asking the the assistant to do it, and every single piece of me, and uh, giving control of my. T- it's given me a sense of freedom that, you know, that my, fa- my mother and father at my age had lost. Yeah, g- g- give me the same sort of Pixar style, pull, just rip at your heartstrings, like make you want to cry and that, that make, 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 make Google think that they're going to be set up for a Peace Prize or something or a Peabody Award for the great good they're doing for humanity. At least, At least it'll make up for this gaping hole that we feel that's on our wrists right now. Actually, I have a no. I have a, a Casio G-Shock because I kind of gave up on Android Wear. But my point still stands.
0: Well, uh, I just want to add, by the way, if anybody cries to these things, which I do sometimes, it's fine. <laughs> That's a. It means the marketing, the video works. <laughs> B, it also means you have a sense of humanity, I just want to say. Because, you know, come on, I mean, it's, you know, and and it means the marketing worked. Because if you watched Mad Men, we know <laughs> that advertising is all about the emotional impact of said things. So, sorry, I just wanted to put that no, out. No, that's, uh, very, that's, that's very wow. honest,
1: it's very compelling. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Well, I saw some... Folks chatting about it on the internet. So you know, I wanted to add my. Uh, anyway, okay. So moving on, Apple also announced some new uh, photography features in the uh, next iPhone that sound very similar to some of the features that we've been enjoying as Pixel users. Yes. So a deep fusion mode is what it's called, which it just sounds. It just sounds like a nuclear reaction. <laughs> That's what I hear when I hear deep fusion. So on stage at the Apple event, uh, Apple senior vice president of worldwide marketing, Phil Schiller called the mode quote, computational photography, mad science unquote. He touted how the system begins taking four long exposure and short exposure photos before you press the shutter button, then takes a longer exposure shot. Once you do press the button, by the way, this description is from CNET just to cite that. All nine images are then combined in a second to produce the best possible image that has the least amount of noise and the sharpest details. The company says it is using machine learning to do, quote, pixel by pixel processing of photos, optimizing for texture, details, and noise in every part of the photo, unquote. So sounds exactly like uh, what the Pixel does with its computational photography. But I mean, I don't think it's much of a surprise at this point because I feel like if Google made a huge uh, marketing push on that particular feature. The fact that, like, it has become part of the Android using, using Canon, that, yeah. like, this is what you're getting. And, you know, Apple's done this before the same way that Google has done this before. Like, one company does one thing, and then the next company is like, okay, well, we should probably come up with our own version of that, something um, that we can show people that we're doing, too
1: yeah and this is and the 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 thing they're calling deep fusion they even mentioned that it's experimental at this stage and they're not going to have it ready but when the phone ships next week but it'll be coming sometime later in the month they showed one sample video of a bearded brooklyn looking 30 year old guy in a very very like fuzzy knitted sweater and then pointing out, oh, then during the, the, the demo, pointing out, oh, look and look at the detail and the fuzziness here, and look how it's fuzzy but flatter and fuzzy in this part of the, and look how the fuzziness of the beard is different from the fuzziness of the sweater. And I don't think they necessarily. It's a very very good picture. I don't I don't know if they really sold the uh, what they really should be selling. What Android and uh, excuse me, what Google and Apple are should be trying to sell when they talk about this most uh, popular feature of any phone which is the camera uh, i think all the people are listening for is remember that time that you thought you got this great picture of your kid and then you looked at the screen and it turned out to be a really crappy picture of your kid what if that would be that would have been a really great photo of your kid and that's why night sight uh, on the Pixel phones was absolutely such a hit because there's you don't have to talk about uh, nits of brightness you don't have to talk about the the computational model of light that you're using you can simply say you know how sometimes you're in a you're you're it's a, it's after sundown but the kids and other people are still having fun or you're at a bar or at a party well, here's a here's a p- picture taken with our five hundred dollar phone. Wow, it looks beautiful, doesn't it? Well, now here's a picture taken with Apple's thousand-dollar phone. It looks like garbage, doesn't it? Okay, that's all we had to say. We we trust you to then make the next uh, make the next move correctly. So we'll 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 see how that works. And, and speaking of night sight.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Night Sight, uh, there is a new uh, night mode feature which enables itself automatically in low light, which is similar to Night Sight. Now, Night Sight, as it currently stands, and with Android 10, you still have to go into the camera app and manually select it. Although... There, you know, it does suggest it. If you're shooting in the dark, it's like, hey, you should probably pop into night sight and make this work. Um, Apple kind of breezed past that part of the demonstration, kind of acting as if it wasn't really a dramatic improvement. But I would beg to differ uh, because I tell you, when I went to Vegas this year, the photos that my phone took versus the photos that my friends with the iPhone uh, 10s and uh, the 10R, right? Mm-hmm. I forget that's how you say it. It's not X. It's ten. <laughs> yeah. I won't have that problem next time because they're going to eleven. Uh, way to way to go, Spinal Tap on us. Thanks, the, Apple. Yeah,
1: the Nigel Tufnel phone.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, you know, their phones definitely did not capture the same amount of ambient light that the my Pixel three did, and for that matter, the Pixel three A, because that just also kind of it acts in the same way uh it's just we're we're coming now this is I think we're finally at this like everyday photo camera war kind of thing which I mean we've always been at that right that's always been a like who has the best camera but I feel yeah. like the the uh the race is getting it's just gonna be better for everyone all around we're all just gonna continue to get better and better smartphones because of this and I'm happy for that that, yeah. that's just a win for all of us consumers spending yeah. tons of money, gobs of money on these things
1: <laughs> well, i thought I thought it was kind of interesting because uh, again when apple when when Google came out with nightsight, they here is a very here are some very, very clear demos of how it works because we're very, very proud of it, and we're certain that you're gonna you're gonna get this. you're gonna understand this apple they really kind of breezed by it as far as i it's like they kind of parenthetically said that, oh, and we've got this new. Uh, Night mode that will automatically kick in and give you here's a sample picture and look like kind of okay. It was like just a kid like on a sofa in a room that looked like there was a light on somewhere in the room, but nothing direct lighting it. Okay. It just, it didn't, given how uh, impressive, how how big uh, an impression they could have created by showing, and here's how, uh, how, here's a picture taken by the same phone without this feature and with this feature, and this is why we're so proud of this feature as it goes on. So that's, that's one data point. It's also, the other point is that it seems as though up until this point, the race between Google and Apple for the best phone cameras. Apple has always been, well, we're going to have the best pipeline. We're going to have the best sensor. We're going to have multiple lenses. We're going to take in as much data as we possibly can. So we're going to invest in uh, really great optical hardware and building that into the phone. Google has always been, we think that all you need is one really good lens and sensor, and you can do the rest with math, which is why they could make the $500 phone that is better in low light than the iPhone. So given that nah. the, yeah. So, so given, so given that the, uh, p- the Pixel 4 is going to have multiple lenses and, <laughs> and because, uh, Apple's engineers had access to the same leaks that everybody else had said, well, if they're going to have two lenses, we're going to have three lenses on our best camera. Uh, and <laughs> so it's going to be fun to see how these two fight each other head to head. Uh, but, the, but, uh, you're, you're, you're right. in that that's, Every we're at the point now where everyone gets a if you do, if you get anything near a flagship phone you're getting a, an, a superb camera and you can always find situations in which one will take better pictures than the other but the days in which I would take five camera five phones into the Boston Public Library and take the same twelve pictures from the same twelve locations just so I could see how the color balance was on one and how the toning was on the other and whether one used a, a fast enough shutter speed so that it combated motion blur I have. Haven't done that in a long time because it hasn't been necessary.
0: Hmm. Thank goodness. Um. Another realm where Apple is kind of um leaving us in the dust, I guess. Well, I mean, but,
1: well, different- at least giving giving us a giving us a fight in an area where they've really never given any other company a fight. The idea of we're going to give you a really incredibly powerful and useful computer for a really low price.
0: Exactly. So whereas Google's really put all of its money and efforts into Chromebooks, which has proven well for them, Apple puts all of its money and work into the iPad. And now it's doing a serious upgrade to its budget iPad, making it even more competitive for those Chromebooks that cost you anywhere between, what, 250 to 700 mm-hmm. which is like, you can, you know, this is this category is also gonna heat up. So the three hundred twenty-nine dollar base model base model bah, base model <laughs> iPad. Sorry everyone. Um listen, I speak way too many languages, that's why sometimes I get <laughs> tripped up on words. So the $329 base model iPad now has a 10.2 inch display. Wow, that's big. Uh, And an Apple smart connector, which means it can use keyboard cases and folios. It's powerful enough to handle pretty much any typical task, though the choice between 32 gigs and 128 gigs of storage is a serious bummer. Uh, I can't see this, though, as being... Now, Andy, does this work with the Apple Pencil at all?
1: Yep, it's completely so compatible with the Apple Pencil. I it can has- see this as
0: being a budget entry-level, like, tablet for artists, uh, burgeoning artists, maybe folks who, you know, want to get into di- uh, digital art and, and see if they could do digital illustration, if that's something that – and not have to pay the exorbitant amount of money that it costs to to yeah. get the pencil plus the, the iPad plus yeah.
1: – it's it's yeah. it's hard to live with 32 gigabytes of storage, particularly when you've got a tablet that will show movies and music and games and fun things.
0: And iCloud is kind of like, as far as I know, it's not. <laughs> okay, sorry, I, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> it's okay, Andy. <laughs>
1: it is. It is. And for those of you who uh, who are not flow and did not see the my physical reaction, that's sort of like when. You are trick-or-treating as a kid and you finally realize that the adult the, the, has a bowl <laughs> of raisins. That boxes of raisins. Like, Gah. I was I was hoping to be happy now, and now I'm just very sad. All Enough this work for
0: raisins. And they're not even like the dark raisins, they're the they're the green raisins.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and Somehow right? smaller, and not, again, not even like okay, conceivably, if you like raisins, like the sun-made raisins that are like moist and plump and juicy. No, these are the ones that are like if you were to sift through old boxes of raisin bran and get whatever looks black and shriveled and put them in a box. That's the yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. But so, mm-hmm. but what I'm getting at is that it really is a fantastic computer for 329 bucks in terms of build quality. It would be on the same level as, I suppose, a Pixel Book, because there's no corners being cut. It really is super slim. It's uh, durable. It's really, really nice. Uh, and so it's it's a little off putting to have to redefine my, <laughs> reorganize my understanding of the world to realize that Apple is actually making good stuff. That actually making anything that uh, can be afforded by people who. You know, own fewer than two ponies. Let's say, uh, then that's um,
0: <laughs> ponies are expensive for anybody out there who is not aware. Horses cost a lot of money. Uh, not not just the horse, but maintaining that you have to you have to basically pay rent for them. Yeah. You oh. ha- you have labor, like you have to clean up after them and brush them. I, it's basically like having a giant dog that needs needs its own apartment. Mm.
1: Plus, plus, if their teeth are crooked and they need braces, you don't even want to know.
0: No, no. You, you, braces you, are expensive for us. Yeah. So and, and you oh, can't get And
1: the, the, they don't make the Invisalign system for the horses.
0: No, they do I, not. Gee, I wonder why. There's no Smile Direct. Uh, <laughs> just monthly payments of, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Oh, the world we live in now. Okay, so lastly, of just kind of the interesting Apple announcements that makes us Google people cry. Uh, Or or, or at
1: least we're we're interested to see how this plays out. I
0: know, (laughs) but you know me, I like to exaggerate, which again, exaggeration and being a journalist, not a very good thing to say in the same canon, but whatever. You all know where I'm coming from. Apple also uh, is challenging the low-cost Pixel 3, the Pixel 3a and the Pixel 3a XL, which... People, I mean, that's that's gonna be Google's no, new like mid to low cost phone that they're gonna produce the next couple of years. Uh, including other moderate priced Android phones. I mean, let's not forget Motorola makes a lot of them. Um OnePlus. I know OnePlus. Uh I I give OnePlus I kind of think them think of them more as the high-end affordable okay. phone though. No, no, no. I agree with you, Andy. I just mean to say that when I think about mid-range to low end phones. I don't anyway, it doesn't I'm think, matter. I'm, I'm thinking about
1: five, I'm thinking 500 bucks or so.
0: Yeah. Fair, okay, there we go. That's where Andy has set the stage. Got it. Uh so the iPhone 11 starts at just 699. Uh, compare that to the exorbitant price of the Note 10, by the way. The iPhone 10R starts at 599. And the iPhone 8 starts at 449 So still, that last one, the iPhone 8, it's still a bit more than the Pixel 3a. It's not, like, technically as new yeah. as, you know, I guess the Pixel 3a would be coming, you know, maybe a mere six months after the last, you know, the high-end Pixel. But people who really want that iPhone, they won't feel such a burden in their pocket. Like, imagine a student. I was also thinking about this with the iPad. Uh, note that we made earlier. Imagine a student, you have your 10% discount, which might not seem like a lot, but you know any little bit helps. And so you go to your, your bookstore and you see that, oh, I can get this iPad at 10% off. Or if you need a new phone, I bet you that iPhone 8 is going to be subsidized at some of the carrier's. And so it will not be the entirety of the $450. You probably could get it for the same price as the Pixel 3A. And, you know, being for some people, being in that Apple ecosystem really matters to them. And so this is a way that they could do that without having to jump over to Google. And so this will just make it more competitive. And I, I'm sure there's there's folks in the 3A department or the A department who are just like kind of sweating and going, okay. All right, what can we do here to keep this uh, yeah. competitive?
1: It, it really does underscore why the Google th- the Pixel Three A and the Three XL were such big successes that there there is people are feeling yeah. a lot less internal and external pressure to upgrade their phones so long as it's still working just fine. Uh, and they're really losing their taste for, you know, the even the, the seven hundred dollars phones, let alone the eight nine hundred dollars phones. Someone, someone, of course, had to uh, when the 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 iPhone eleven uh, <laughs> iPhone eleven Pro Max to figure out how much money if we want to max out everything. Say, yeah, this is now this now costs as much as a well configured like macbook (laughs) so yeah so a lot of people are saying look how about i just give you like 500 bucks and whatever you have that's really good i'm happy to come away with that plus a case with the pokemon of your choice on it so uh
0: yes please yes i'm so jealous of everyone who has those pokemon silicone cases you know it has like the pikachu ears that stick out you know how long i've been looking for a case like that for my pixel (laughs) <laughs> please, if somebody, anybody out there knows of a company that makes these for the Pixel, will you please ping me? You know how to find me. Yep. I'm on the internet because I, AliExpress, Amazon, I've been looking like at Best Buy, I've been looking all over the place and I just want something cute. Why is that so hard? Mm. It there doesn't, must, I don't need it to be practical all the time.
1: There there must be like a a, a way to, I just have this idea, there uh, Given that uh, uh, the Android the, the the Pixel phones are made in small and large sizes, and the iPhones mm-hmm. are made in small and large sizes, so and the reason why you can get those really really cool creative fun cases for the iPhone is that it's only it's the, the manufacturer only has to make one design for it; they don't have to do it for every single Samsung, every single uh, Pixel phone. So, but what what if you were to develop some sort of an a adapter case. A case, like a silicone rubber case, you snap around your uh, your, your Pixel 4, no, non-XL, the small Pixel phone that gives it the size and dimensions of the iPhone 11 Max so that now you could slip your Pixel, your small Pixel into any adorable Pikachu case that was mm-hmm. designed for a large Apple phone. I mm-hmm. think that there's money in this.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: I also I think that I'm not clever agree. enough to actually monetize it so by all means rip me off on this idea before we before we stop talking about apple stuff there is the apple did throw in one extra meatball into the into the sauce by of course they've got this apple tv plus thingamabobby where they're trying to get people to subscribe to their new streaming video thing and it was good enough that they were saying that it's only five bucks a month which is okay. Which is makes sense because they only you can actually name all of this all of the shows that they have. They don't. They have practically nothing. But they also said uh, at the event that anybody who buys any Apple device capable of playing Apple TV will get a year's free subscription to Apple TV Plus. So that's. I wonder if that'll encourage Google to think about bundling in, say, hey, for at least six, I know that there's like a free demo period if you're not using uh, like Google Play Music, uh, if you're not using certain services, but what if they just simply said, guess what, we're giving you this for free for an entire year just because we want to sink our hooks deep Deep into your, I mean, we want you to enjoy the full benefits of the Google ecosystem, not locking you into a music system that you'll then be too bored to want to change out of. But that's if that happens, we're not going to be we're not going to be too bothered about it. But yeah, so that's that's interesting. That's going to get a lot of people interested in Apple TV Plus because. If you, if I have to do nothing, including not pay for it, then maybe I'll, I'm interested in the news. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell show. Uh, if I have to pay money and actually do effort in order to see it, the chances go down a little bit. I don't know how much, but a little bit.
0: Hmm. Well, uh, I feel like this is a good time to leave Apple in the dust <laughs> <laughs> and uh, jump into an ad ad break real quick. Yes.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pingdom. Whilst you've been listening to this podcast, how would you know if your website had gone down? Would you know if customers couldn't click that buy now button or access your content? You might stumble across the problem by luck, but that's no good. You need a system. You need something to tell you that everything is running smoothly on your site. And more importantly, when it's not, you need Pingdom. Pingdom will let you know the moment your site goes down in whatever way is best for you. They're smart, too. They'll get the information needed to solve the issue sent to whoever needs it, whether that's one person or your whole team. They are dedicated to making the web faster and more reliable. They use more than 70 global test servers that emulate visits to your site, checking its availability as often as every minute. All Pingdom needs is your URL, and they take care of the rest. Don't risk being the last to know about something on your site breaking. Start monitoring your site today. Go to Pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you sign up, use the code MATERIAL at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and all of Relay FM.
0: So it's been uh, a very bad, no good day for our beloved Google. Uh, Attorneys general <laughs> from 50 states and U.S. territories have opened antitrust events uh, investigations against our beloved Google. <laughs> so these investigations, uh, these are investigations only; they are not lawsuits yet at this point. And uh, we're just going to walk you through some of the uh, points about what's going on, and then. And then, you know, we'll wax poetic about it, as we do every podcast. So Alabama, which has not been affected by Hurricane Durian, uh, despite reports otherwise, and California are the only states not participating in this. Uh, D.C., which is District of Columbia and Puerto Rico, which uh, is still rebuilding after Hurricane Maria, have joined. Do you like my edits there, Andy? <laughs> Just wanted to no people subvertly put some political people uh,
1: <laughs> people forget that uh, too many people forget mm-hmm. that Puerto Rico was hit super 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 hard by Maria and they're still putting things back together. So yes. Mm-hmm. More attention, Mm -hmm. please.
0: And Alabama's fine. Uh, Okay, so this is a bipartisan effort, and it's separate from existing federal inquiries uh, into Google's practices and impact. We have talked about those before here on the podcast. The, once or twice, the action was announced by four Democratic and four Republican attorneys general from the steps of the Supreme Court in a formal news conference. So earlier in the week, the group announced similar actions against Facebook, but they did it in a more low-key fashion. Uh, that's my, that's editor's note, by the way. Um, the states are teaming up to pool budgets and resources for investigating Google on a range of issues and markets. So each subject will be investigated by a group of states, even split between Dems and Republicans. The investigation's initial focus is on online advertising. So Google receives about 75% of all online ad spending in the U.S. and is expected to take in eh, roughly $48 billion in the U.S. Yeah. this year.
1: Nobody, I got that much on me.
0: Change, uh, yeah, of course. Some attorneys generals are also interested in how Google ranks search results and how the company protects user privacy. I know that that's just been it's been across headlines all over. Uh, the states have already sent Google formal legal requests for data. From the Washington Post, Ashley Moody, the Republican Attorney General of Florida, said the state's Google probe starts with the company's vast data stores. Quote, Google monitors our online behavior and captures data on every one of us as we navigate the internet. She, unquote, she said. I don't need to do that. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, This investigation will initially focus on capture of that information and whether Google embedded itself on every level of the online market for ad sales to monopolize this industry. Google, on its part, did, they... They did make a, uh, a bit of a rebuttal, at least in the form of a brief four-paragraph statement on the Google blog uh, written by Kent Walker, who is the Google SVP of global affairs. They posted, Google's uh, blog was titled, Google Services Create Choice for Consumers and Spur Innovation in the U.S. Where have we heard that before? <laughs> we have answered many questions on these issues over many years in the United States, as well as overseas across alluding, of course, to the EU fine, across many aspects of our business. So this is not new for us. The Department of Justice has asked us to provide information about these past investigations, and we expect state attorneys general will ask similar questions. We have always worked constructively with regulators, and we will continue to do so. Which is, when you think about it, is
1: it's a very very plain speaking say okay no we're not concerned we're going to we'll, we'll work with them they'll be just fine it's very but, political but on the but <laughs> on the other hand when you when you unpeel this it's like saying you know i've been arrested and prosecuted for so many crimes over so many years i mean i got them all in like one manila folder i got like eight copies at a time i'll just like take one folder out of there just ups it right over there believe me this we know how to deal with this let me tell you that but yeah, that's it's <laughs> it's
0: uh. That's my lawyer, by the way, because that's all I can afford on a journalist's salary. Anyway, yeah,
1: it's yeah. This, but this is <laughs> this is not just hey, this is something that's happening ahead of an election. This is like the like the Department of Justice and uh, like the FTC's investigations and like con- congressional investigations into Facebook and and even Apple and Google. It's going to take many many years. And so it's possible that Google won't face any fines or any prosecution because of any of this. But the problem is that you've got all 50 – you've got, excuse me, 48 states uh, and two territories pooling all of their resources to not necessarily bring this uh, bring this elephant to, to the ground but so much to say as to – Finance the discovery of as much information as possible, which then the FTC and the DOJ could simply, oh, well, what do you know wasn't this an interesting thing that North Dakota found out about you that and that lovely that lovely woman from uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Who is their investigator? Found out uh, about how you negotiate uh, ad buys and how uh, you figure out your search results. Thank you very much because we didn't have the budget to look at this ourselves, but now someone else has done it for us. So this could be super big trouble for Google. They're not, yeah, they got a whole lot of not friends, and the the fact that you've got uh, not only this happening across forty eight states and two territories, but Pointedly, this group has made sure that sure whatever uh, whatever part of their business and their 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 uh, practices that we're looking at there will be three democrats and three republicans or four democrats and four republicans this is not the republicans wanting to say wanting to say that oh well you're trying to silence uh, we're we're upset with you cuz you're you're silencing conservative points of view and this this a smoke screen for us being able to punish you and it's not that the democrats saying that oh you're a big business and you're not So you're not buying uh, cabin cruisers for each one of your employees uh, and make it and giving them as much money as you possibly can. Uh, This is it's it's, they're really making the case that, yeah, all of us have reason to wonder if maybe you should be investigated for the stuff that you're doing, given that. You've, you're, you're there Google is a verb for so many different things that <laughs> that so much of America if not the world uh, relies on every single day so it's not it's not uh, ridiculous for them to think that perhaps some transparency and investigation uh, is not too much to ask of Google but yeah this could be bad
0: <laughs> can I say though and this is something that um, David Ruddock from Android police tweeted the other day which I I kind of agree with – so right now it's – we're approaching election season in the U.S. of A. For those who don't live here, bless you. Do you have a guest room? (laughs) With good Wi-Fi. And – yeah, right, with good Wi-Fi. And uh, a part of that has been, you know, everybody has – Th- every candidate has, like, a, a soapbox they're standing on, and there's a couple of candidates out there who've really taken on the initiative of, like, we need to break up big tech.
1: Elizabeth Warren. Because it's
0: been, <laughs> yeah. It's been such a a big part of the conversation. The thing is, though, stuff like this, it's like, why is it just Google and Facebook Like, how about we kind of – I mean, this is not really doing anything to solve. And I'm actually – I'm just going to quote David Roddick because I kind of like the way he put it. (laughs) It doesn't really solve the greater woes of the capitalist economic system. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it it just kind of feels like big tech, although I agree that it needs – We've talked a lot about it on the, on the podcast, how Andy and I both individually feel about these things. And I have always said that I agree that uh, I would like to see a little more regulation. I also don't think that doing this, like going after Google and Facebook, is going to solve the bigger problem. I think it's just kind of a dog and pony thing. Like, it's just to show off, like, here's what we can do. We're going to break it up in this way. And it's just not – it just feels like it's not really attacking the real issue. And I'm saying this as a U.S. citizen. And it goes much deeper than this, of course, for those of us living in the U.S. But it would just be nice to – it would be nice if we could tackle the real issues. Uh, Not that this isn't a real issue, just –
1: As much as I respect Senator Warren – I really was taken aback by the the, the, the how she chose to talk about uh, her intention to break up companies like Google, which seemed to come down to well, they're a big company, and big companies should be broken up. And right. I, that point, I want to kind of raise my hand and say, yeah. But the reason why search works really well is you have a big company running it, and this reason why maps works so well and there's a reason why there's a free operating system for phones and other devices and Chromebooks that everyone can now afford. That's not something that a little hungry little startup can do it's uh that said, it is uh the, the other I also uh, find myself thinking that, yeah, I mean the the human beings on the planet Earth, gravity was pre-installed. The air was pre-installed. The water was pre-installed. the The roving, uh, the, the 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 growing uh, plants that we could eat, and the moving around hunks of meat that we could the kill. The
0: gimpy, bush that. Exactly. These were the, ruins it, it, your the, life. The
1: understanding. The understanding <laughs> was that we've got the gravity belongs to everybody. No one controls it, and we got the. This is just a, and the air is just a natural feature. Well, as long as we have, as long as there's some of it left that we haven't destroyed, is a natural feature of the planet. Now we have things that are almost that seem less like they're as like they're almost as important, which is an international global network of communications and information, which is like gravity, like the air, it just simply is, but it's useless without Google search. They've just, they've, without trying to control the world, they just built a tool that was absolutely essential and they did such a great job of it that no one else can really compete with it. And which is which, I think uh, they deserve to have this space that they have. But it also makes me worry that you have a private corporation that controlled – has so much power that they've they've. I think they've been doing even more recently to make sure that uh, they are validating that no 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 they we are not. Uh, gaming the results towards any political point of view or towards any sort of economic point of view. We are trying to be as numbers-driven, as data, uh, as uh, opinion agnostic as possible, but that's because they have simply decided that that's the way they want to run search. If they decided that if if you get – in a couple generations when you now have a CEO who wants to run it like the Koch brothers wanted to run everything else, saying that we need to make sure that every time someone does a search for global warming, they find out – they don't find the information that will convince them that it's a real thing. And if people find out about it, well, good because then they'll know how powerful that we, that we actually are. So – that it's with that in mind and a certain degree of healthy cynicism you have to wonder if we are doing a good thing uh, by letting these huge companies uh, amass this power again even if they're not necessarily being unfair to competitors uh if they're at a point we're letting them get to a point in 10 years from now where we don't dare tear google apart we don't dare tear amazon apart because they're the only way to get goods and services delivered from one place, from from a manufacturer to a consumer uh, because every single other method of selling and buying things has sort of fallen by the wayside because Amazon is doing such a good job of doing that service and so yeah so I'm I'm worried chiefly I'm worried because I know that I will be old enough to actually see the horrific fallout with with the environment I know that you know, even if I had kids, even my kids would probably skate by. Like by, the, if they live to be eighty, they would maybe start. You know what? I wonder if the reason why the tide the the tide levels are now reaching to Pittsburgh instead of the Cape Cod that might have something. to – Maybe that's something irreversible that will wipe out. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I'm eighty nine. I mean, I'm not going to see much. But I, but yeah, see. Whereas if uh, Amazon or Apple or, or or Facebook or Google are going to become like the Sith lords of the of the of the techno, technocratic physics, physicists, I will live long enough to be enslaved under the digital yoke of our new overlords. So, wow,
0: oh that was well. beautifully put, Andy. I,
1: I will wish I will wish that I'd done more podcasts by 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 Jiminy. If I had done more podcasts in 2019 and 2020, we're have to this, head this all off. The voice of the people, the, the people's podcaster, could have snipped this right in the bud. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna have to start. I don't want a Bill and Ted thing where I'm just 90 years old and wishing that, you know what? I'm sick and tired of working in this silicone mine, silicon mines, and <laughs> making, making wiring for our robotic overlords. Again, I should have podcast more. I should have podcast more.
0: Uh, we can podcast a little bit more. You know, we yeah, have a couple uh, other little news possibly. tidbits to kind of like raise up the overall feeling of this particular know. episode. and on people. a yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end on on the people's note. That's what we're gonna end on. Um, so this <laughs> the one opiate is opiate of the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this little news tidbit is kind of fun. Google, I mean, it's fun. I guess if you like what. Google is suggesting. So Google released a new what to watch tool on mobile search that finds and recommends TV shows and movies for you. So uh, do a search for what to watch or good things on TV or something similar like that. And then by swiping left or right on suggested shows and movies uh, on your phone, you're teaching the tool about what you like and what you don't like. You can also tell the tool which channels and streaming services you subscribe to so that it knows where to pull the content from. The tool will discover stuff for you to watch and let you watch it right on the device. Or you can type something like watch the Big Bang Theory, which was uh, what Andy put down as the example. And because I would have written (laughs) (laughs) 90210. And it'll look for apps and services that can stream it to you immediately. Or sell you any of the episode's rentals. And so let's try this really quick. Okay. What to watch. Let's see. Oh, that.
1: It only works on, unfortunately, it only works on mobile search.
0: Oh, well, okay. Hold on. Let me get my phone out. <laughs> I've been ignoring my phone because there's been a lot of personal correspondence happening that I've been trying to stay away from. Uh. Okay. So what to watch. Oh, God. Really? That's what you suggested to me?
1: (laughs) What what was it suggested?
0: If anybody knows, this is like 13 Reasons Why is the first thing that it suggested (laughs) to me. Everybody knows that Flo likes garbage. I get it. (laughs) Google especially knows this, I'm sure. But like, I can't watch that show. It's super sad. I'm... I'm well, not watching you can,
1: that. You can go ahead and tell it that you're that you are not interested in that, and then perhaps that will affect future future results.
0: Okay, top picks for me. Here we go. B H nine hundred two one zero. Duh, watching that already. <laughs> uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved. <laughs> real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Fuller House. <laughs> the Real World. Shrill. Southern Charm, New Orleans. Can you guess how many of these I already watch? <laughs> um, I, I, I
1: could guess because once again, uh, dear listeners, you don't have the you don't know the advantage of video. Uh, Flo is now like leaning <laughs> slightly forward with her hand covering half her face in.
0: <laughs> Housewives of Orange lack County. Of, lack
1: of pride. Not shame, but lack of uh, pride. Summer House. Minus.
0: <laughs> These are all shows on Bravo, by the way. Also, uh, it has some Nick shows on here. also uh crazy ex-girlfriend that's been on my on my netflix like want to watch list but i also just i'm gonna put this out there so that you all understand that i am multifaceted i also have a lot of star wars movies on here there you go so thank you very much and luke cage i also have a lot of marvel stuff on there so okay all right that's fun um Do that at home. Try it out. At the top, you'll see you can edit your providers. Google already knows what I subscribe (laughs) to. Not Prime Video. Thank you very much. Um, And you can select between shows, movies, and free or more. And the more takes you to different categories. So have some fun with that, folks, if you want to figure out what the heck to watch. Uh, It'd be nice, by the way, to have this immediately integrated into the Android TV homepage. Like when I log in,
1: So supposedly on in in various apps, you can then play directly. So I suppose for Google services, it'll work just fine. But that's that's the thing that I, I liked about it. There are a lot of times where a Google search will help me find something, but then I don't know is is it streaming on Amazon? Do I have to rent it? Is it out of print? And if it's out of print, is there a misguided Bailey
0: motion video? Sorry, what? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, some you know how it is. I mean, you you, you try to be a good person, but then you take advantage of the fact that there's some misguided individuals out there who think that uh, the British uh, Bake Off show goes into the public domain shortly after its broadcast and therefore can be posted onto YouTube under a pseudonym. And again, uh, am I am I a, a a copyright lawyer? No. So and. Uh, Google, which is a huge company with all the reason in the world to prevent copyrighted material from being posted on YouTube, you know, if they have allowed episode three of the latest season of the British Baking British Bake Off to be on, who am I to say that oh, I bet I know more than Google about whether this is still in copyright or not? Okay, yes, I'm I'm cheating, I'm pirating copies. I'm pirating. Listen, I
0: just want to put it out there, by the way. This is how I watch TV in college. All right, didn't have money back then, folks. Had to pay rent in San Francisco. That was a lot back then. It's a lot more now. And so if we wanted to watch something that we didn't have, we would just go to YouTube and... This is terrible, but everybody did this. (laughs) Everybody knows. This is... it, see, it's see it, the internet.
1: It would feel it would feel like it would be a, like a more deliberate crime if I were going to like message boards and Google Drive drops and other places where here's the sneaky place where we've uploaded this movie or something. You know, uh, it's YouTube. Okay, it's like it's it's like if someone chooses to run naked down the middle of Broadway. I I feel Great. as though okay well you know what sir or madam I'm going to watch you running naked whereas if you know if if it's, it's that it's a different thing youtube is the nude the, the public street nudity of of copyright mm-hmm. violations of piracy I I feel as though I can make the make the comment that I was simply a passive pirate of copyrighted baking shows
0: Listen,
1: it was less than an ounce. It was for my personal use.
0: (laughs) He needed the recipe for that flourless cake.
1: For my mother, my dear mother. No no one knows how many birthdays she will have on this earth.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, one more high note. One more quick one before we officially let everybody go. If you have a tile tracker, and we're including this because I know tile tracker is like the thing everybody is going to stuff into stocking stuff stockings this holiday season for for those who celebrate Christmas uh, and for Hanukkah, I'm sure you're going to get one as one of your eight days presents. Um, Cool. So tile trackers will soon get improved Google assistant integration. And this is kind of interesting news because it's, uh, it shows what can be done with the assistant. So it's kind of a big improvement over the previous. (laughs) Oh no. Oh crap. Jim. Uh, sorry, Jim. I'm sorry. sorry. I meant.
1: Hey Guillermo.
0: I'm not talking to you either. No, we're not talking. Shh. Quiet. I'm podcasting. Uh, Sorry, everyone. Hey G, ask Tile to. But in the year, you can have the assistant make your tile beep, or just say, "Hey G, where are my keys?" Or I guess, I mean, what if you're tracking your wallet? What if you're tracking your dog? Well,
1: where's where's you, my, do- you, you where's my name, dog? You can name you be able to name things, which is uh, I I. It seems like such a simple change and almost like means nothing, but I really I. I I that's what I'm muttering while I'm looking for my keys or looking for my phone or looking for God, where are my keys? Come on, Andy. Where are they?
0: Or in my case where I just yell at my husband, I can't find my phone. <laughs> Can you help me find it?
1: Need my phone.
0: <laughs> to which he reminds me, you always put it on silent. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> We're never going to find it. Uh, anyway, so that is our show for this week, which I think we did a good show. Andy, I
1: think was on a, a very uh, apart apart from a coalition of forty eight states and two uh, and two other uh, and two other uh, entities uh, collaborating for the long term goal of bringing down the Google as we know it. Not a whole lot of news. Just, you know, the again, the persistent, multi-year-long, uh, multi-pronged, uh, bipartisan plan to bring down Google by any means necessary. And then, I mean, if, if you call that news, I mean, if you're interested in that sort of thing.
0: I also just want to end off by saying that news we talked about earlier about the iPads make me want to buy a Pixel Slate just because I feel like <laughs> I better get one before it doesn't exist anymore yeah. <laughs> and while they're cutting the price.
1: Yeah, uh, just gonna, so i can
0: have some sort of tablet like accessory in my in my uh, arsenal I'm
1: looking i'm, I'm going to keep checking in at woot.com cuz i i believe there're going to be some mm. good deals on pixel slates at some point in the near future mm.
0: there's not well, a he, whole
1: lot of love being it's distributed for at 800.
0: For it. jeez, least yeah, a lot of money. i
1: feel as though 200 there, you're going to be have at least going to be able to get the celeron version of that for 200 bucks at some <sighs> point in our lifetimes.
0: All right. Uh, okay. Well, until next week, uh, Andy. Where can we find you this week? Are you Are you doing Are you doing a uh, radio and this week?
1: No, no. Uh, the mayor of Boston has. Uh, a half hour to like 45 minutes on Friday shows So I'm as usual, I'm being bumped. So I'll be wow. uh, next you week
0: bumped by the mayor.
1: Yes. Well, <laughs> he's, this is where people can actually just like call and ask him questions and bellyache. So, you know, that's not going to be a short segment. When eh? will you
0: fix the water fountains? I'm thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about my butchering Boston accent. Please don't throw tomatoes at me. Well, Thank it is, you.
1: it is, it is NPR. So it's like, Mr. Mayor, Do you realize that there is an Uruguay population in Eastern Asia that is being dominated by three different government factions? And it's very much my surprise that the city of Boston has not taken a position, one way or another, for these brave freedom fighters. And would you like to make a statement at this time about this? It's like, that really is not... Again, maybe you wanted to ask him about why the red line is now shuttle service between JFK and anything else because it keeps shutting down and all the switching has to be done manually. Maybe that's a little bit more relevant to the power of the scope of what the mayor of Boston can do. Anyway, uh, but yeah, just uh, (laughs) until then, uh, go to uh, Anatko.com, Anatko on Twitter, Anatko on Instagram, and you'll see all kinds of stuff that I'm doing and announcing and talking about right there.
0: Awesome. You're awesome, Andy. Thank, Thank you. you for joining me this week.
1: Thank you for joining
0: me. Uh, and for listening to my life story before we started recording. Because <laughs> I'm always regaling you with stories of my life before we record. Uh, so for me, you can follow me at FlorenceLion.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Twitch at Oh That Flow, and just for anybody who uh, loves us here at Relay FM, which I certainly hope you do, because that is our podcast network. I actually uh, did a show with uh, on the Parallels Pod this week uh, with Shelly Brisbane. We talked about Android Ten, some of its new feature features, and some of its new accessibility features, as well as how accessible the whole of Android 10 is and whether it really is as accessible as Google's been kind of putting it out to be. So if anybody is curious about listening into that, that episode uh, is up this week. There is a link to it on my Twitter profile. Perhaps I should have prepared a little more to talk about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Masters like, of self-promotion. I'm, if you're going to be a freelancer in this industry, you have to know how to promote yourself Use our example as what not to do, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yes. Um, so if you want to listen to it, actually, it's Parallel. So you can go to relay.fm slash Parallel, P-A-R-A-L-L-E-L. Um, the episode is called Don't Call It Queen Cake. So <laughs> tune into that. It just posted September 10th. And uh, it was, you know, I, I love doing that podcast because I love – I love getting that perspective that we don't usually consider and we don't usually get in the tech industry, which is which is kind of – that's – we need to do better yeah. as a tech community. Just going to put that out there. Uh, so show the podcast some love and please go take a listen to it. That is it for now. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. <laughs> Until we're back next week, bye. Don't don't do